Hi everyone and welcome to the Parma podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am delighted to welcome back some friends of mine to the show today. Um, been guests on the show before, um, together and separately. Um, Jelida Alter and uh, Anita Blatter, otherwise known as the Blacksmith Daughters. Welcome back. Let's fly away today on holiday to a place with pineapple and sun. No time to waste cause it's our getaway from the bitter winter left at home. Oh, all the places no the kids could be a week could be a couple of days just as long as you're with me wow that they, I didn't know they were going to do that. By the way, everyone, I didn't know they were going to. Do that. I had no clue whatsoever. I was just saying hello in the normal way and expecting, expecting them to uh, just say hello as normal. And uh, yeah, wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. Hi, James. So <laughs> glad to be back on. This is Delida Alter and Anella Plata. We're the two main vocalists in the band, the Blacksmith's Daughters. It's a band that consists of three married couples. So myself, Jelida, and Sean Alter, my husband, Brent Plata, and myself. And then our two uh, trusted string players, Jeremy and Krista Swiger. Fantastic. And, yeah, you've been on the show before, and... Uh... Jelida, uh, you and um, your husband came on the show um, last, I think, last year, with your kind of your kind of, I say solo, project, bit, yeah, but, uh, solo project, but it's with both of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we also have another band called Just My Name, Jelida. Uh, we get to do more rock, heavier hitting music, while the Blacksmith Daughters is uplifting, family, pop, folk, classical. AKA popsicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I love all your music. So, um, yeah. And actually, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about you've got a new album out for Christmas and um, called Forged at Christmas, appropriately enough. Um, and I think that song you just performed is the first track on the album, isn't it? Uh, or it's yeah, part of it anyway. It's, um, it was our single that we released that is out to the world called Holiday. Um, I wrote this song, and it's supposed to be a very easy song to start with for any listener, because who couldn't want to fly away on holiday when weather is co cold and, let's face it now, COVID is making us all stay in? <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it really is. 
<laughs> it's getting to that time of year. It's, yeah. it's crept up really, really quickly. Um, the holiday period. Yeah, it definitely has. And a special thing about this song um, is it's one of the songs that shows our languages. So, of course, we sing in English, uh, but we've also included all of the languages that our band members know, which includes Spanish, which the last verse of this song, Holiday, ends in Spanish. And then we also have some French and we have a bit of Polish because that's our ethnicity background is our families from Poland. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that. I, I love how it's got a, it's, it's just, it's almost like a telling of your story. It's, uh, there's such creativity in that, um, you know, and yeah, there, there really is just so much creativity in that, that you, you did kind of intertwined, parts of who you are into the yeah into the music uh and yeah i love i love that attention to detail whenever like in whatever kind of art form it is when people just do the little things that make it unique you know what i mean absolutely yeah and you always hope that's what people are doing in their creative endeavors and being true to themselves instead of just what they think people want i guess mm-hmm yeah and what's the, and what is the story behind that song yeah holiday is just it was in in anticipation of children uh when i wrote it neither of us had had children yet but just understanding this like how difficult it was going to be to get away with children and so it's kind of like hey grandma hey auntie would you watch the kids for a day or two or a week and we'll go have some quality time in some warm place? Okay, thanks. So it's, I mean, it's its not like a deep song, but it's a fun song. Um, it very, a lighthearted. It very quickly was like, well, of course we can release this one. Um, our, the single was out in early November. Um, believe it or not, when we like checked like the typical release dates for holiday albums, they're usually released before Halloween. So we're like, well, your single has to be much more um, palatable for just, you know, colder weather than a Christmas theme. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it is, there is that playful element to that song. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you are almost writing it for yourself and writing it for, your relatives in anticipation of, of having children, like a prophetic word almost, you know, like, um, by the way, when this happens, we're going to need your help. <laughs> you know? Don't you forget that you said you'd babysit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, and you've both got children now, so it must have been written quite a while ago. Yeah. I mean, so this, uh, album, I always joke, has been three years in the making, but of like legitimately sitting down and arranging and writing and recording. But even some of these songs have been um, older than that. Uh, I guess a good transition would be into one of the songs Anella wrote is called Daydream. And you wrote that a while ago. When did you write that, Anella? Well, a lot of the songs that I write and have written in the past were 
dedicated to the love of my life, my husband, Brent. And we, a fun story, we went to kindergarten together. And then he moved away after that year. And we met again when we went to college for music in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And uh, we, yeah, so we're college sweethearts. And Daydream is uh, one of my love songs to him. It's beautiful. And you wrote it, um, and it's kind of, I think, an important transition in your life. Oh, I, I studied abroad in Poland for a semester and spent some time in Europe. And I wrote that song in anticipation of the trip that I would be away for a while. And it's... So that was yeah, way back that's, that's in... That's already 2009. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Gosh, that's a long time ago. So I, I do think that's the oldest song on this album. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, wow. It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? I, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, that sometimes you write things and you think, that's great, but it's not, it's not for this project that I'm working on now. So I'll just put it in a folder and just leave it and see if I need it at some point in the future. Um, and, and the words I... I mean, I yeah. think Anella wrote it for a Christmas album, but it it's just, it paints the most perfect winter scene and, and like sitting out of sitting. I see, I wonder what Anella thinks of this uh, thought. Sitting by a window, like in maybe a warm radiator's by you, a uh, blanket, and you're looking out into this beautiful winter scene, just thinking, wonderful thoughts about your loved one who isn't there. Mm. What do you think, Bella? Well said. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll sing a little tad bit from it, tidbit. <laughs> okay. Pencil to paper, each word writes itself. Painting a land unlike anywhere Fast rolling hills and emerald wells, hugging the blue skies and candy clouds. There's nothing to do but keep waiting for you to join me in my daydream, my And it's really amazing that you, how you can perform that just in a podcast recording, and it's really amazing. Oh, you should see our faces over <laughs> here. I'm like, oh, 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 little, little flat. <laughs> oh, we definitely picked too high of a note to start <laughs> off with, you know, all those faces here. <laughs> but it is, it is beautiful. Um, and... Yeah, that it sounds it sounds like it's such a such a personal song as well. You know, I love it when 
you create something that is from your heart and it's from a particular part of your story um, because it's almost like it's part of you, you know? And, um, I mean, for me, like, music generally kind of, certain pieces of music take me back into a certain time and a certain feeling. And, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to write music and that does that and have your own music that, that does that. Yeah, there's even some lyrics that will trigger when we were writing the song originally or it, just thinking of the location we were when I wrote it. Like, I think some of the verses or the lyrics for that song, I was, I remember sitting on, on my bed at night with my little guitar and I, I can just envision it and just like it was yesterday because music is such a memory trigger for me and I think for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, creating things is a great way to process our emotions as well and get clarity about how we feel. Absolutely. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, I would agree with you completely. My my songwriting didn't really take off until I was in love with Brent. <laughs> and then it just like song after song and she was prolific i was i guess we were hoping the baby would bring it out again well <laughs> it's exactly but also i think there's still more music left in me to be uh drawn out and it'll come it'll come it's just i gotta well being a mother and mother you have to find yourself again and learn who the new you is so yeah. it takes a little time to get used to that and and you'll forevermore be different. So it's not just like yeah. getting back to your old self. It's like, well. I think this finding the new you is, yeah. is what it is. That what's always been there. And you just didn't know it until. Until baby. <laughs> until responsibility. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm loving talking about this album. It's so great. Um, yeah. It's such a, every, everything. All the time I've interviewed all of you whether it's for Jalida albums or Blacksmith Daughters albums, it's always, there's always a sense of it being a real family affair. And it's a sense of it being really, all the stuff you make is, is really personal and really birthed from your story and really unique actually, because, you know, a lot of there's much less unique music and original music out there now. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things I like about your music. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of times I, I'm i a vocalist. And so when I listen to songs, I listen to the words right away. And it's just like, you know, somebody will say, oh, I love that song. I'm like, really? You love that song? That's about like, can I get in your pants? Or, you know, can can you come home with me tonight? Or, uh, you know, just so, so shallow. So in a... And, you know, it's, don't you want it to be more, <laughs> more meaningful? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, I was a teenager in the 90s, right? And uh, that feels like the last, the last time we had a whole wave of new music, which was really original and really yeah. of its time. And I would agree. Really... But then I'm just like, oh, boy, are we falling into the trap of, Back in my day. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't want to fall into that trap, but it just feels, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but. Oh, no. Yeah, there is no, still. Me, but I'm like, so like, 
gonna zip my lip and not say it because I'm like, oh boy, that sounds like crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's just like there's it's less it's because because you've had like things like you know pop idol and all of these things have started coming up that there's it's become more slightly more manufactured i mean there's still original artists out there don't get me wrong i mean even like taylor swift um her album that, that came out this year was like it was so original and so powerful it told such a great story and i empathized and connected with it you know i never thought i'd do say that about a taylor swift album right, yeah. you know, um but it was such a great album and um yeah yeah the world and i would say probably all creative outlets are in such an interesting point right now because mainstream i think has gotten more and more shallow more and more synthesized more and more like cut and paste this is what people expect but then you have this whole indie scene that isn't just like, you know, go to that bar that everybody knows the uh, creative something is happening to. It's like with all this easily release, self-releasing, um, you can find everything. But it might not be mainstream, but it is out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to look for it now. You have to really find it. Uh, but it is out there. Yeah, there is some really great original original stuff out there um if you really find if you really look for it yeah um well i, I spend a lot of time on spotify looking for that kind of thing <laughs> check out our album it's original <laughs> yeah and exactly that's why i love your stuff because it's really original yeah um for, for real seriously <laughs> so we've got about a third original i think and in... i think it's half and half oh okay half half because sure. it's 13 songs on the album yeah and seven we wrote originals that you've probably never heard, but I hope become classics in your house. And then six that are true and tested <laughs> um, carols, Christmas songs that you've always heard. But I do think we we put our own spin on it. And, oh, of course, and we, highly arranged them. Definitely, we we took the time to to talk about how we could each put our own special flavor on each song that we chose and we assigned a, a couple of pieces to each of our band members and we all came up with different ideas and mm -hmm. it makes our album quite eclectic I think yeah and I think something that everyone can listen to because you know Christmas is a time when you're gonna have three generations maybe four in some houses together and um, all these different tastes and you put on music you eat food you have drinks and you need something for everyone and I just think and I hope this album is that where you have like that crooner 1950s sound that maybe grandma would like or that more pop uh, easy upbeat. listening upbeat uh, for the teenager um, or the sing-along that the whole family knows the lyrics to and we're hoping it becomes a stable, staple, <laughs> not a stable, a staple <laughs> in uh, people's Christmas tradition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christmas comes up so quickly. You know, we're recording kind of middle of November. This will probably go out the, uh, the week before Christmas. And yeah, it just seems to creep up every year, even this year, you know, which is 2020, which is a 
it's been a strange year in terms of how quickly things have gone and how slowly things have gone. Um, yeah, time has been very weird this year. Um, but even then, when it come, when Christmas suddenly comes, it's like, oh, crikey, it's Christmas. You know. Oh, crikey, I love that one. Is that a one that we use often? <laughs> Oh yeah, crikey! Yeah, that that is a British word. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I always forget that. <laughs> it's one of those words that I use. That some some people like that. Obviously, it isn't used in America, and so people always. Well, so yeah, Americans kind of if it enters our vocabulary, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've seen uh, people on Twitter talking about British words that didn't know what they meant, which were kind of inappropriate words. <laughs> and they didn't know what they meant. <laughs> and there was just a whole Twitter thread about, 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 I think, a partner, an English partner explained to an American partner um, what some words went. And it was really funny. Um, uh, but uh, I won't go any further than that. Um, <laughs> But um yeah, language is really interesting. Really interesting. Um so the next song that you wanted to talk about, um tell us about that. In His Hands was written by Krista Swider, the violist in our band. And she wrote this song in memory and dedication to her brother Zachary. He passed away, um, I believe at the age of eight but anyways, at a very young age, age from childhood cancer. And it highly mm. affected her and her family forevermore. And this song is just kind of recalling wonderful Christmases with Zachary, but then also now missing him, but still wanting to honor his memory and enjoy Christmas and think fondly of him. Yeah, so it's just wow. That's a that's a very deep story. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, creativity is a great way to process grief, uh, and and also music is a great way when someone you've lost somebody to to connect with that person. Um, you know, I've, I lost a I lost a parent twenty twenty years ago, and there's songs that when I listen to them, they connect me with her um, and allow me to grieve and uh, allow me to cry and to, you know, to process grief in a healthy way. And um, this sounds like one of those kind of songs that, um, that in the writing and performing of it, even that, mm-hmm. you know, it allowed, um, allowed them to process grief. We'd like to share a little of it with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. Darling boy, you brought me such joy, how my heart hurt to see you go. I miss your face, your enduring grace, even when pain brought you low, and when my tears come, I hold on to that's true. God holds me in his hands, and I know you are in his 
that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, and very tender and also like very with, you know God in Christmas and going to Him with your grief because if we had to deal with it on our own, it would just swallow us swallow us up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can't. You can't process grief on your own. You need community. You need people around you. You need God um, to help you. And yeah, it's it's interesting. This year, twenty twenty, has been a year where so many of us have experienced so much grief of different kinds, and we're all carrying so much grief. And um. I think it's great that that there's a song which might allow people to to process that grief um, in a healthy way, and and just reminds us that you know that you know that um, that life isn't just about the joy and the happiness and well those those things are good, but that, but that grief is 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 real and that grief is something that we experience and mm-hmm. that we carry. And that we need to face up to. Yeah. Or to cause problems in other areas of your life that you don't even realize that are being affected by it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I can testify to that, you know, from experience that, you know, if you don't deal with your grief, it will, it will take control of you and, um, and it will manifest itself in, in other ways, which are not healthy, yeah. Um, was it? I mean, was it a therapeutic process to? No, no, you, you, you guys didn't write the song, but was it a therapeutic process f- to write that song and to perform it? Yes, I could only imagine that Krista would agree. Definitely, she had a really close relationship to her brother, and we never met him, but. We've gotten to know him a little bit every year. Every time we perform this together or practice it in our rehearsals and a little story of him will come out Mm -hmm. and it just brings us closer as a family, as a band. And yeah, yeah, we're all human. It's a really special relationship and bond. Mm. Or you you see what's important to people. Um, I remember when Chris first brought the song to the band um i wonder no, are you looking at me like why are you sharing this no guy? no no i'm wondering <laughs> what you're gonna say so we have this rule that whoever wrote the song gets the last say but anel and i will highly edit the vocals <laughs> oh i was just gonna say that I think it took a lot of courage for krista to share this yeah. with us because it's such is an emotional thing for her her brother and and representing his life and bringing out all of the happiness and the sadness and everything that it entails and and so krista shared it with us and then anel and i had some time one night and we weren't expecting it and so we started to like change the words a little bit change the melody line uh add this harmony and we were so excited because we're like oh my gosh we just made it so much better (laughs) and we shared it with krista you could just see the disappointment in her face. Because 
and it changed the whole feeling and the mood and the and the I've meaning. never seen that from her. Usually she was just like, oh, fantastic. But because this song created such a, it was such a personal, uh, yes. like. Testament to, to her yeah, feelings. That she, she, it took her by surprise. And in the end, it took her like a week, but she was like, yeah, I do want these changes. But at first she was, she didn't like that. We just changed it. And we did go back on some of the ideas just because we wanted to stay true to what her original thoughts and feelings were. Mm-hmm. So I think that it took some courage for her to stand her ground. And and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And just brought us closer in understanding um, what she, her feelings through all of this in the process. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. And, I can understand that when you put everything of when you put all of that into a song and then somebody just comes along and just, you know, uh, kind, of, kind of tears it apart almost. It feels like a part of you is being torn apart. And of course you had no idea about that. And, um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I mean, did, 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 did the recording of it for you, uh, did it, did it have an impact on you and that kind of any grief that you're carrying from, from other, from other things in life? Because we carry grief in all sorts of different ways for all sorts of different things. I would have to say yes, although I can't place where that grief was exactly, but almost every time we sing it, it almost brings tears to my eyes. It's just very, very strong emotional song. And it, it gives me goosebumps literally every time we do sing it. It's very strong and powerful. Mm. I love that. I love how songs can, can do that. Um, that's why I always look at the story behind an album or a song, um, because I, I want to know what went into it and where it, where it came from. And I think when you know the story behind a bit of music or even by just any piece of art, Definitely. It helps you connect with it in a way that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Most definitely. Absolutely. And it helps you to enjoy that artwork way deeper, much more deeply. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that's a wonderful song. It really is. Um, And this feels like it's... We don't like, hear the string part, though. Yeah, it, Krista and her husband Jeremy—they're the string players, violin, viola on this on this album. And oh wow, it's just beautiful, beautiful yeah. and lush, and it's it really creates a hopefulness to this song that you you don't get just hearing the two of us singing mm-hmm. it. They have their own melody woven right in. All of these songs have such highly thought through instrumental parts. Um, this band consists of professional musicians. This is what they do for their living. Um, and they do it well. And just having separate melodies going on and other instrumental parts and uh, additional harmonies to our voices and all layering. these yeah, layering and instruments you maybe don't hear in the typical band because we have such vast 
uh, skill sets. Uh, uh, Brent Pata and Ellis' husband is a band teacher. Sean can play anything that looks like a guitar. Um, and just adding and having fun with it and trying to be different and trying to uh, have an arrangement that you don't typically hear. Which makes, yeah. maybe that's why I always find it difficult to pinpoint what our genre is. Because it isn't, it isn't, it's not like anything. It's very unlike any mainstream genre, I think. Yeah. Popsicle wouldn't be my first choice of yes. a name. Maybe. In pop classical. Indie folk, classic pop. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a unique sound. Mm. And I think it's, and we really hope you take a listen to it. Definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. And let us know if you think it's. Popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I would agree with that. I I've never been able to kind of pin your music down to a genre, um, and I actually kind of love that because it because it's not a genre. It's just music that you make, and this is yeah what it is. If we stick to just the genre, then it's very limiting, and this way we can just be free and do whatever our creative whims are, and that's the fun of it. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I really love that principle in, in just in creativity generally that you just you just make the thing and it is what it is and don't try and pigeonhole it into something. Just make the make the thing that is that is in you to make, and then other people can put it in a genre. Other people can fit it in somewhere, but you just make it and then you share it. And and that's the one. And it's authentically you. Indie with this release and it's just like you you don't have to be you know cookie cutter fitting into a certain type of release where I would say the biggest thing to that is that like yeah where it's highly religious but it's not a like a typical spiritual spiritual Christian Christmas release but God is in it so where would you put that most that doesn't that's not like mainstream pop Christmas release. That's not church Christmas release. And we just hope it's real Christmas release. Yeah. I think everybody's Christmas traditions are different and everybody celebrates a little differently. And our music would fit in perfectly in your home while you're <laughs> decorating the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um exactly. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, you'll, you'll put to the people. links about where people can get it, right, James? Yeah, I, yeah. Tell it. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I've seen it on Spotify, but where else can people get it? It's it's everywhere. Anywhere you listen to music, you can find it. So typical ones are Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, a less typical one people don't know about is Bandcamp. Bandcamp. It's a nice one for artists. It gives us the highest cut out of any of them. So if you're really okay. a music supporter, that's a great one to go to. Fantastic. And where can people find you guys online? Yeah, um, we ditched the website. We're just on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's Blacksmith's Daughters, right? Yep, The Blacksmith's Daughters, two S's. Because it's plural and there's two of us, um, yeah, and possessive analysis. Uh, uh, yeah, and our social media hashtags are the BSD, so that stands for Blacksmith Daughters. So, Excellent, yeah. fantastic. 
Oh, come we'll up with a, a more traditional one a song that I know everybody knows. And it's just, it's a song that Anella and I have been singing since we were children. Um, way on the choir loft at our church in St. Bart's, Mill Creek, Wisconsin, the smallest church that mostly consists of people we're related to. <laughs> um, okay. And we've just been you know, always honing in and slightly changing the song. And now I think we've made it ours, but yet a song that is for everyone. Okay. Well, I'll just say goodbye to people now and let you finish the episode with, with the song. So um, thanks everyone for listening today. Go and get this album um, and have a listen. And, and the song you're going to finish is what's it called? Oh, Holy Night. Okay. Oh, holy. Okay. And here's the Blacksmith's Daughters finishing with Oh, holy. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder grace. A new Christ was born.